Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Uh, here's how obsessed we are with our pets. On average, we take more than one photo of them a day. And on your phone, there's a good chance you'll have over 400 pictures of your pet in wow. a year. Wow, in a year. In a year. That blows way by photos of anything else. Now, our kids are second, way down the list of the amount of photos in your phone, your significant other. I would think food would be above <laughs> significant other right. for most people. Yeah. And for dudes, golf. Right. Golf courses. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've got to... I've, uh, David sent me a bunch of photos. Oh. I'm going to show you. <laughs> this I got to see. You got to see us uh, <laughs> golfing in a Callaway on uh, garbage dump uh, carpet, basically, is what it is. I, it, you know, now that I see the photos, at the time, you're like, all right, this is bad, but it's not really that bad. It, when I see the photos now, it's bad. <laughs> it's worse. It's than worse thought. than I thought. Oh. I must have been drinking a lot of the uh, Fireball at the time because <laughs> it seemed fine. Well, not fine. I knew it wasn't fine, but a um, few more stats on our pet obsession. One in four people let their dog or cat kiss them on the mouth. Ah, Even no. when I was young, when we had dogs, I, no, I was no to that. Right, yeah. No, when he leans in, I'll make sure it's the nose. Mm. But even then, it's like, ah, oh, buddy. I don't know. even give him that. Right. Oh, I've seen them eat their own poop. Yeah. <laughs> And there used to always be this belief about how their dog's tongue is cleaner than our own. That's a lie. Um, a third of uh, us agree with this statement. I treat my pet like royalty. Okay. You know, and you see, it's funny. Like when, when everybody comes home, and we all do this to each other at our house because we've got this little dog, Sully, dog of my uh, son's girlfriend. He's a really cute little guy. So whenever you come in, he runs up to you, and you're you're all over. It's Sully, Sully, you're so cute. Right. Come here, come here. Anybody else watching the house? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd say royalty necessarily, because, you know, I wouldn't grab royalty by the neck and drag him around. But <laughs> uh, but certainly, like, you know, treat him like a member of the family or, or like your kid sometimes better than. Sure. Uh, and most have taken a pet on vacation with them before. Now I can see if you're going to like a cottage or somewhere. But right. There are there are people. I have family members who they take vacations and they make sure that the hotels and wherever they're like staying a resort are dog friendly. I don't know that they've ever taken their dog to a resort. They might have, but certainly if they've like, you know, gone I don't know to the East Coast or something and they're staying in different hotels along the way. Right. They'll yeah. make sure this, the hotels are staying when they go pet friendly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine, like, going to, say, you know, Disney World and dragging the dog through. What's a day pass for a dog at Disney cost? You just hang out with Goofy for a while? <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a, Pluto. That's, that's the one you need. Uh, and, of course, we let our dogs sleep with us. Um, we, 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 we feed our dogs, uh, many say, from the table, which, of course, if you've got a small dog, that is not good. Right. I mean, my, I, remember, I remember my parents and this little dog, Murphy, that we ended up with, this little Shih Tzu. I mean, he would have his own plate of, like, scrambled eggs and bacon and toast and probably coffee. And, and my, my parents took him to the vet for something, probably have his stomach pumped. And the vet was like, you're killing this dog. Right. Like, this is not. My mom would, was always convinced, oh, the dog, it gets bored with that food every day, the same food every day. And then the vet's like, no, they don't know. Yeah. They, they don't have taste buds like us. They, they don't say, oh, I had steak yesterday, I need chicken today. They don't think that way. Yeah. They just want the food. <laughs> Put something in front of me. Yeah. 
And people who actually are convinced when their dog's around their feet while they're cooking. Look at how much the dog loves me. The dog loves the hamburger. You're turning into tacos. Well, this sounds a little risky to me. Uh, Toyota is working on a new hitchless towing feature. Where you'll be able to tow another car behind you without actually being connected to it physically. You'll be connected wirelessly. Oh, they say a lot like a of magnet kind of thing. No, I think it's all kind of Bluetooth activated. They say a lot of the necessary features are already available in their Sienna minivan, so they've been testing it out. The trail car behind you does everything you do in real time. So if you change lanes or hit the brake, it does too. So far, they've only done slow speed tests. Good. <laughs> yeah. With a safety driver in the trail car. And uh, they're leaving a big gap between them just to be safe. But they're hoping to shorten that gap soon so the two cars can almost be bumper to bumper. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, you can tow a camper with any car. Uh, It would also be handy if you had to follow a friend somewhere and not lose them. So basically, you'd just be attached to their rear end. No kidding. Uh, But for now, they're only planning to do it with unoccupied vehicles in the back. They can start testing it on highways by next year. Be great. You put the kids in the back car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong there. No, not at all. Listen to whatever you want to listen to. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I'm sure eventually all the kinks will be worked out of these uh, driverless cars and hitchless towing. But to me, I, I when I'm in a car, uh, I need to be in command. Right. I mean, I just can't see myself playing cards. Bombing across the 401, having a lunch, having a nap. You know what I want to see is I want to see when you hit uh, construction and you're driving your car with a driverless uh, tow or towless, mm. hitchless tow behind mm-hmm. you. And then you hit the construction and that merge has to happen. Mm-hmm. And some cars trying to dive in between you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they can't because it'll screw up your hitchless tow. Yeah. Or one day you're just uh, cruising across the uh, 407 and you look left and there's the car you were towing right beside you. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you get over there? Get back behind me. It would be, uh, I mean, I I guess it would be good for following somebody because you literally could just sit in your car attached through Bluetooth and just let let the other person tow you all the way to Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Anyhow. That's technology. It's where everything is heading. It just, I mean, it's great and all this stuff, but it just dumbs us down more and more and more. I mean, it's to the point now where literally everything, including driving, is through your phone. And if you don't have that phone, you're screwed. They, uh, forget all of this. Just hurry up with the beam me up, Scotty technology. Let's just go to instant travel. Mm, Molecular travel. Yeah. 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 Listen, I'm sure it's on the way. You know, there was a time that we, uh, we, couldn't imagine being able to speak to somebody uh, and see them on the other end instead yeah. of just hear them. It's true. And that's all we do now. So it'll all happen eventually. Again, though, they got to get the kinks out of that because I don't want to get transported somewhere and show up without a leg. There's a, uh, a guy running uh, for mayor in Winnipeg, and uh, he announced a cycle infrastructure plan that included plans to reduce bike theft in Winnipeg. And uh, just over an hour later, his bike was stolen. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's <laughs> awesome. Why, first of all, who the hell is riding a bike in Winnipeg? <laughs> I mean, I, I know the winters are very harsh there, and in the summer, a lot of mosquitoes. A sea of mosquitoes. Yeah, I'm going to go for a nice leisurely bike ride. <laughs> uh, he had ducked into a store, so I guess he rode his bike to the speech. Right. That would look odd. Uh, and he went back, his well, bike I guess is with gone. what you're speaking about, you probably could. Well, it would look odd because his bike is odd. His bike was orange and had a basket on the front. Right. He uh, says, oh, I feel so stupid. I was just inside for two minutes. And he posted a photo of his missing bike. <laughs> as far as we know, there are no leads on that missing bike. Although you think it would stick out. If right. It's orange with a basket. I'm in the sure front. it's not orange for long. <laughs> yeah. The, the bike lanes, and I know it's always been a, a big push here in Toronto with wanting people to uh, to get out and do more of that. But it's always, I've always been on the side of, like, we have long winters here. Why do these bike lanes have to take up part of the road in January? Right. You know. Um, I Boy, I was driving last night and uh, <laughs> was about to kind of pull over and and park along the side of the road in a in a uh, parking spot, right, right, uh, in the parking lane, and in full black was a guy riding at me. I was on a one-way street. Oh, okay. And like, like the kids were with me. They're like, "Holy cow!" Like we were all just shocked wow. by this. Came out of nowhere. But you're riding down the middle of the road yeah. in the middle of a lane, right? Active lane or not? On a one wrong way down a one-way street. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my goodness! I haven't seen this in a long time, but it always used to drive me crazy when some guy on a bicycle would be at a major intersection making a left, and he'd make a left like a car. Right. I've seen, and I'm like, dude, you're not. A, are you paying? <laughs> Is there a sticker on that bike that you paid two hundred dollars for to ride it on the road? That's why we have sidewalks, and that's why we now have bike lanes. And right. I'm all for bike riding, of course. Get out there and get exercise, but you know. You're not going to win. That, that, that's the thing, too. And people seem to, even when they're walking now, there, there seems to be this thing. Like when we are, again, at the airport, people are coming out of the airport. And, you know, to, when, you, when you are at uh, arrivals, you're coming out with all your suitcases and stuff. And then there's like two or three different roads. There's the first one at the doors. Then there's a sidewalk. Then there's a main road. Then there's a parking lot. Right, garage. all these different lanes to get to. Yeah. yeah. But people are just walking out, looking down at their phone, pushing their luggage right out. Now, I get it. You you have right away. You're a pedestrian. Right. But you know what? That pickup bus from the Holiday Inn, <laughs> it's going to win that fight. <laughs> You're going to lose that battle. Right. I understand they've got a hammer on their brakes and, and stop that thing on a dime because you got to walk across the street. But they just, we don't care. Right. We, don't, we won't look up. We won't. Me first. Boy, I, I, the people who drive those, those pickup buses for all the parking services, all that, like, it's just a nightmare getting in and out of Pearson right oh, yeah. now. I can't imagine what that's like. We, uh, we used a service, um, when we went up and driving over and driving back was like we were on a roller coaster. Right. This thing was just flying around. <laughs> you know, when you do that route, uh, 400 times a day, you, you get used to the potholes, I guess, and all the other bumps and turns and stuff because we were just whipping around in that bus. Bit of a freak accident during a 21 pilot show Tuesday night caused Tyler Joseph to wipe out, twist his ankle and Slice open his knee. In a video posted on uh, Twitter after the show, Josh Dunn admitted it was his fault. He dropped a drumstick, but he figured it would be fine where it was. Two songs later, 
Tyler slipped on it. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, the drummers. That'll be a, oh yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> That'll be a a quiet ride on the bus to, <laughs> to the next town. I'd love to be able to perform uh, there, Josh, but you know, you tripped me up and ripped open my knee. Um, There's a new trailer out for a horror flick. And the horror flick is called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Wow. Now, it's the movie Disney probably would have wanted to stop, but uh, they have no legal grounds because Winnie the Pooh creator, A.A. Millen, wrote the uh, official, uh, his work officially entered the public domain after a 95-year waiting period when it was first registered under copyright law. So now, the original version of uh, Winnie the Pooh, which is still owned by Disney, that's that. But anybody else now can do anything they want with Winnie. Oh, no. up in porn. It's going to be dipping into more than the honey pot. That'll be the name of the porn. Winnie the Pooh and the honey pot. <laughs> oh, man. It'll be Winnie, where are you, Pooh? All crazy things are going to happen. <laughs> Leave it alone, people. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some shenanigans in that 100-acre wood. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Eeyore is running. (laughs) You thought he was depressed before. (laughs) And poor Piglet. He doesn't know what's coming. Uh, The trailer starts out with Christopher Robin returning to the 100-acre wood. He abandoned it years ago, and he's there with his fiance. Really? Now, he's expecting everything to be just like he left it, but he's so, so wrong. Pooh and Piglet have gone feral, and, huh. it, and it looks, they say, like uh, they've offed Eeyore along the way. Oh, my goodness. Well, maybe Eeyore doesn't have to worry about a porn. Anyhow, yeah, it's called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the movie you've all been waiting for, That's obviously. Right. That's right. The Rock has been known to indulge in cheat meals every now and then. Uh, the kids have followed these on TikTok, and, and like, it, it's insane. Yeah, it would kill the average person. Right. But he's so strict with his diet most of the time that he can have these odd indulgence uh, cheat meals. Steve Merchant directed The Rock in a movie called Fighting With My Family, and he says that when he goes to restaurants, when The Rock goes to restaurants with his friends, he brings his own food. This is how strict he is with it. And he asked the cooks to heat it up for him. Huh. He, uh, he said, we were having a meeting once. This is Steve Merchant speaking of uh, The Rock. He says, we were having a meeting, and The Rock's alarm would go off at like 3.17 exactly. And he would go to the fridge, and there would be turkey and rice with 3.17 p.m. written on it, and he would microwave it. That's how focused he is with his diet and right. workout and the whole well, deal. Well, I mean, it is his career. He's a, he's a right? brand, right? His brand is based on it. Yeah. And it's done very well. Yeah. So I guess you got to keep it going. Do you remember when there was a big campaign to get Betty White to host SNL? And yeah. of course she did. Well, the same is happening now for Carol Burnett. Oh. SNL fans on Twitter uh, say they'd love to see Carol. Uh, hosts the show, and there's an avalanche of support. It's actually trending right now. Well, I saw SNL post on their socials, like, who would you like to host? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, thousands of comments below it. But uh, I, I'm surprised that, you know, 
you know, Saturday night at 11.30 is kind of a younger audience, you would imagine. Carol Burnett wouldn't have been the first name to come to mind for me. Well, you'd think, too, just incredibly strenuous on, well, when Betty White did it. I mean, it's a whole week of rehearsals and right. writing and, yeah. you know, and then to, yes, what was the last time? Well, Betty White hosted it, and then like a year later, she was dead. So I would I would say, Carol, take it slow <laughs> on this. <laughs> take it easy. Uh, now, if Carol does do the show, she'll be the oldest person who ever hosted. She's 89. Betty was only 88 mm. when she hosted. Carol did appear briefly on SNL once during a 1985 episode hosted by Harry Anderson. I used to love, my mom just loved the Carol Burnett show. And then I've even gone back now on, uh, now that we have uh, Disney Plus, they have it there. Okay. And so I've gone back and watched some old episodes, and it still holds up. It was uh, incredibly funny. But interesting enough, Lauren Michaels... When he started SNL, he used the Carol Burnett show as the one thing he didn't want. Interesting. Because uh, they used to break and laugh all the time in the yeah. middle of their skits. They couldn't keep it together. Um, the uh, Tim Conway and Harvey Corman, I think was his name, they, they would constantly be losing it. And he, Lauren Michaels, was adamant that nobody would start laughing during a bit. <laughs> and then Jimmy Fallon arrived. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And that all ended. People put together a, uh, a list of things that used to be free and are no longer. It was posted in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, one of the things that people are upset about the, that used to be free and isn't anymore is choosing where to sit on a plane. Uh, there was a time where, you know, you could basically, unless you were bumped up to business or first class, in economy, you could kind of sit wherever you want. Now some airlines will charge you. If you want to sit like in a front row seat. Oh, or, really? Yeah. Yeah. Your window seat yeah. will cost more now, yeah, too? Some, some will, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So if you don't want to, you know, get stuck in the back row by the pot, uh, by the porta potty in, right. in the middle of a row, then you might have to pay a little more. Funny, I, I was talking about this yesterday when we were talking about going away to resorts and paying for things a la carte. And I mentioned about how some pools uh, at hotels now charge you if you want to use them. And more places, uh, it is said, are doing this. Resort fees for using the pool. Right. They'll, they'll do early check-in fees, um, charge you for lounge chairs. I think the... Uh, uh, I can see all of that. I've, I've, I've experienced some of that before. I'd, never the paying to use the pool, because mm. you figure that's just part of the resort. I have a feeling some of that, though, is that they need to have locals... Uh, people who are not staying at the hotel right. also able to use it. So if they charge that fee, mm -hmm. then they could have, you know, you could be there at the resort as if there's not enough people there already. They've got other people coming in uh, from just around locals around the area to mm -hmm. use it whenever they want. Although you see some resorts and maybe they get a pass so they'd be allowed through. But my gosh, some resorts are locked down like a prison. Right. You know, you, yeah. you got to go through real security gates to get into these places. Um, seeing a movie the day it comes out, not that it was free, but it used to be if it was $12 to get in, it was $12 the first day or $12 the last. Some big movies, like I think when Batman came out, it was such a big deal. If you want to see it on the first day, you paid more. Oh, more than, well, see, the price of that should be waiting in line. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Like, that was the thing. People used to line up overnight to get tickets. Yeah. I guess now that you just, you know, get them online. Yep. Uh, you don't have the, the necessarily the pain of that weight, but I guess like almost like a a premier premium kind of thing. First yeah. week, it's more expensive. Yeah, or if you, I guess you know if you wanted to see something in IMAX, of course you're going to pay a little more for that than you would in, in the regular. 
And some restaurants are now adding something called a kitchen appreciation fee where they make you tip the cooks. But that was part of your tip. Well, I, you see, some well for the longest times the wait staff just kept it, right? Then restaurants started saying, "Well, that's not fair. You got to give some to the uh, cook or some right. to the dishwasher." Expediters and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So and so they'd split it up, but now I guess there's some that are even, especially maybe if it's like a higher end, like a maybe a Michelin uh, type restaurant. Okay. Maybe you got to tip the chef because he's so good at what he does. I don't know. Right. Anyway, to milk so it. it, was, it I, I wonder if they have two tip lines then. Like you tip twice, yeah, maybe. Right, you'll have to tip the wait staff, and uh, you know your designated tip for your waiter, yeah. and a designated tip for the the kitchen staff too. Holy cow! Tipping is such a strange thing, and I know we've had this discussion before, but you know, you you don't tip at fast food restaurants. Although sometimes I feel like if I'm at a place that's actually like a a, a sub shop, and they're actually making your sandwich for you, because they're putting in some effort, and like, well, maybe I should tip them on that. But we're so t- uh, quick to tip on booze. You know, it's, it's amazing yeah. that some, some poor person will make you this big foot-long sandwich. They get nothing. Somebody cracks a beer for you. Here's two bucks. Right. And thank you so much. Yeah. You, well, know. I, you know, yeah, I, I don't like the concept of having, if they were to add a tip for the, the preparation. Mm. Right? Because that is what you're paying for. When you go to a restaurant, right? When I order right. food, I'm paying for the food to be cooked. But then why are we tipping the wait staff? Because they're getting paid to right. bring you the food. Yeah. That's their I don't know where the whole tipping thing started. Generally, they were getting paid less. That's changed though. Right. Yes. Yeah, no, they do very well. Right. And I got family members. And who I guess you're paying the the idea of the tip there is that you have an actual interaction with them. And mm-hmm. so if the service is good, mm-hmm. Then you pay for it. I guess this concept is if the food is good, then you're going to tip for it. But if the food's not good, I'm just not coming back. Well, that's true. Look, um, it seems to me like the tip should go to the kitchen staff. They're the ones really doing the work, the hard work. The wait staff are carrying a tray. Now, is being a waiter a hard job? Yes, I've done it briefly and I'm not good at it. And you're on your feet constantly and you're flying around. It's not an easy job. And I'm not saying that it is. But at the end of the day, you're going to a table, you're conversing, you're taking an order, you're putting it in the kitchen. Well, now that kitchen's doing all that work to make the food so that they can put it on a tray and bring it to you. It seems to me like most of the tip should go to the k- kitchen staff. Well, I, I, again, I think that's where most of the price should go. And that's built into the price of the food, right? Uh, you have a cost for the food, and then on top of that goes to the, the labor and staff and the, and the restaurant. Then there's their hourly wage. Uh, yeah, exactly. But but So it's up to the restaurant to pay those people better. It's interesting. Brian just texted. He said the word tips comes from to ensure prompt service. Right. And the idea of a server is to provide service, mm-hmm. right? That That is their job, literally, this is to serve you. And so when they do that, you tip them accordingly. Yeah. But again, they're just bringing, in my mind, they're not doing the hard work. Right. They're just bringing you the food. Cooking it was the hard job. And if they're getting $18 an hour and the kitchen staff are getting $18 an hour, well, they're getting paid the same, but it seems like the kitchen staff is working harder have you seen a dishwasher in a restaurant? Easy. <laughs> I've been one. Yes. Yeah. They deserve a big tip. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.